Greetings, rare ones. My name is Joanne, and I started the Rare Birds podcast because I wanted to hear from people like myself who come from emerging markets or the developing world, as we're called, who are entrepreneurial, resourceful, passionate, and energized to take their vision from idea to startup. Each week, you will hear me interview founders and teams from across emerging markets who are in the early stages of building their businesses. From time to time, you will also hear me speak with established ecosystem builders, mentors, investors, and business professionals who share knowledge based on their years of experience. This podcast is for anyone who is interested in hearing from the next wave of change makers across emerging markets, building in various industries from agro to tech to health, beauty, and all in between. This podcast is also for those who have ideas, but they're not entirely sure how to make them a reality. They're looking for inspiration and encouragement. We call ourselves Rare Ones. And if this sounds like you, then welcome to the family. Sit back, relax, and listen in to our always so good conversation. Bye for now. Greetings, Rare Ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds podcast, and I am your host, Joanne, and we are back with another episode. So today, I am joined by the lovely Kimberly, who is joining us all the way from Trinidad and Tobago. Hello, Kimberly, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Joanne. Thanks so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolute pleasure to have you joining us all the way from Trinbago. Yes, none of steel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Every t- every time I have a Trinidadian on the podcast, I'm excited. Like, yes. <laughs> Trinidad, Trinidad, Trinidad. Okay, but um, Kim, yeah. So it's lovely to have you here. So tell us a little bit about who you are, Kim, and you know, just give us uh, the backdrop of of Kim outside of of the business person. You know, a little bit about your life and so on. Okay, great. Um. Kimberly King. I am a Trinidad and Tobagoian. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago is located in the Caribbean, just most of the southern parts of the Caribbean, and I am truly an island girl. I love the ocean. Um, absolutely can't swim, which is weird, but um, I love the ocean on the same. Um, in terms of me outside of wearing my business hat, I love uh, in terms of a true West Indian, we are very much into family life. Um, in Trinidad and Tobago, we are often regarded as the people who enjoy a good party, that we, we have a party for almost everything. And I think that is just an indication of us being a truly happy people. Um, my mindset has always been one where I try to keep very much positive um, because especially coming from the Caribbean, you see why you should be. This is especially <laughs> what is, yes, especially what is what is happening now in the world. Um, it feels so grounded to know that we can walk outside. I'm speaking to my friends um, who are living, uh, let's say, in the United States right now, and they are not as fortunate to have that and being comfortable, being outside, going to the beach, doing a hike. Um, so for me, I embody all things that are, are positive. I really try to ensure that um, my purpose that I understand what my purpose is. I think I'm still refining that a bit, but it also means 
wherever I am, whether it be in a personal setting or in my own business or as I grow my career, um, that I must be impactful. You know, sometimes we think about us building a legacy as something that has to be very much full of frills and it's not. It's really what mm -hmm. it is we do in our daily lives, one-to-one, helping an employee who might now be starting off let's say in the department and just really mentoring them that's that's making an impact um for me as i said family and my friendships are very important i see myself as a loyal friend and um i just really love and embrace life and and conscientiously uh every day just work towards that being better and improving and keeping that mindset so that's me in a nutshell Wow, awesome. Very, very inspirational. So then how did you get into entrepreneurship and the work that you're doing now? I guess take us through the the business, the business part of your life. Lead us up to how you got to where you are now. Essentially give us the Kimberly story. <laughs> These yes, stories so are always the best, the best part of the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> that's I agree. I agree. I've, I was mm -hmm. actually doing same yesterday with um, another business owner. And as you rightfully said, these stories are so amazing when you actually hear them. So for me, I've been in corporate for a while. Um, I will say 17 to 18 years of my experience has been more so in hospitality, sales, marketing, business development and customer service. And I will say just over three years ago, um, I started to get a really beaten down for the want of a better word in corporate life. It, it became sort of like um, you get up 5 a.m. in the morning and you start your day by 6 a.m. and then you're not home until probably 7 or 8 p.m. at night. And within half an hour, I'm asleep. So I was like, OK, mm. I really am I really serving up my purpose here, um, even though what I'm thinking is 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 awesome, even though I love the people that I work with. Um, mm. Am I really living out my purpose here? And that's when a nagging, a nagging thought came to my mind that, hey, you need to start your business. And I sort of like um, sort of dismissed it, to be honest. And I felt probably in that moment, it might have been God saying here, what you need to step out of something that is very comfortable for you right now. So I ignored it mm. for a bit. And how I felt in corporate sort of um, started feeling worse, um, where literally I got up one morning, jumped into my car, and instead of driving to work, I drove around a park and I was just crying and crying and crying. And I'm like, hmm. Probably Ooh, I can relate to that. I have I have a story like that too. Yeah, awesome. Go ahead. Go ahead. So it's like, okay, Kimberly King, you need you need to definitely make some changes here. And um I've never actually shared that story. I've only shared that probably with my mom. Um but yeah. ah, right folks, you've got it here. Yeah. Inside scoop. Okay. <laughs> now that's a good story. I have a story like that too that I've never shared, but I've got a story like that as well. I'll share it one day. <laughs> So I drove around and then I decided that, okay, you need to make some life altering shifts here. And right. it actually was one where I decided to get the business registered, start the process. And also I decided to uh, take up a, a career opportunity, a job opportunity that was remote based. So it allowed me the flexibility to focus on my business as well yeah. as to not feel that um what's the word compressed into a box 
because I was yeah. no longer that person. And um, that's actually where, where the business started. And I said to myself, okay, so what do I want this business to be all about? And based on my interactions over the years, I know that it had to serve where I was helping smaller businesses, smaller micro and medium sized businesses really grow their sales as well as get their brands visible. And that's yeah. the story of the start. Wow, that's brilliant. I think there's so many um, sort of watershed moments or moments of, uh, I, I guess I call them awakening moments that um that lead you to towards your path because i can definitely like i said i can definitely relate to that so I've, I've spoken to so many people on this uh podcast who shared stories similar to that or not too dissimilar to that uh it's usually some kind of it ranges from quitting to having like a near breakdown uh to just like crying every day at work for no reason to just literally getting up one day and saying, I need to do something different. Like there's just been so many interesting stories and it's been really incredible to hear these stories because you realize that there is that one, that one moment where you get that feeling and you just know you need to be doing something different. Absolutely. You're so right on that. <laughs> yeah. So you said you, you, okay, you registered the business. So then what happened after that? Like, how did you go about like, building things and, and getting your first clients and all of that stuff. The hard part. Right. So it was definitely a difficult or hard part, I will say, because I felt as if when I decided to do this, I took another, another, um, for the ones, what can I say? I, I took a bit of a retreat in actively working on the business because I felt as if there wasn't a pool of information readily available to help guide me on this new journey. So I started um, thinking about what should be my next step. So I was like, you know what? I need to connect with two friends who actually are entrepreneurs and hear their story and probably get some guidance from them. And that is what I did. Um, so in terms of actually starting the structure of the business, which now I advise my clients that they need to definitely do. Um, mm. So probably six months into it, I realized that, hey, I need a mentor. I need someone to give me the formal structure of this right, um, because I'm very big on that. And I've also seen, especially having a family member who's into the banking sector, say to me, you know, you always need to make sure that you're compliant, because if you want persons to invest later down, you need to get solid on the structure. You need to make sure that you have projections. You need to, you know, and I'm, I'm just getting this checklist down and down and down and like you know it became so much it became very overwhelming so i'm like okay mm. i am going to work with with a mentor for a bit um mentor slash coach for a bit probably that was a six to nine month of starting so i got this structure right as it pertains to the legalities um the financials the business plan um that's where I got, got my focus was. And then mm. in terms of really starting to get clients, only when I actually put myself out as it pertains to my personal brand, as well as um, aligning with, I decided to align with another business owner because I felt I wasn't very comfortable to be completely out about, hey, this is Kimberly King of Consulting Services by King & Associates Limited, and this is how mm. I can 
put your sales on your brand. I needed really to have a buffer in the start. And yeah. she she was able to, she probably doesn't know this, but she was able to really give that to me when I started off. And that's where um, we did a workshop initially and I was mm. able to get um, one of my very first uh, larger clients. And really from mm. there, it meant, it meant really looking at what can I do to get business? And I felt that every time I sort of put myself out of my comfort zone, you know, make an effort to improve on my personal brand. This is who I am, what I do, what my business does. That's when I started getting questions. Can you help with this? Um, this is what I have to do, um, etc. Wow. So now tell us exactly what is your business? What is it about and what do you do? So my business is all about helping small, medium and micro businesses really get good at growing their sales as well as getting very visible with their brand. Um, what I've noticed, especially with smaller businesses, micro businesses as well, is that just like me, when you started, you have no go to guide, you know. Mm. Um, so in all of my stumbling, my sleepless nights, my frustrated looks, um, I am now able to say, okay, this is what you need to do as it pertains to getting the processes right in your business. Um, mm. In terms of growing your sales, this is a CRM that you should be looking at because writing down on a piece of paper who you need to call tomorrow to book a sales call with is not going to cut it if you're serious about your business. So that's the sort mm. of thing that I definitely push in my business as well as getting very clear on who is your brand? What what really what is really the story of your brand? And I know that is something that was also hazy for me at the start, and that's okay. You know, as I said, growing now, starting off, and understanding that is going to be hazy at the start. That's fine. And after a few tweaks and understanding and through trials, you get to really shop and as to who you should be speaking to. But it means having mm. an understanding of who you are. You know, I am not. You know, I, I had um, a business owner say to me a time when I pitched pitched doing um, my services for his business, um, helping his sales team. You know, he said to me, and if he's listening to this, I hope he doesn't feel badly about it. But he said to yeah. me, you know, Kimberly, you come across sometimes, <clears throat> I feel as if from your proposal, it was a little bit too corporate for me. And I'm like, ah, oh, corporate? But mm. I could have taken it as a wrong way in a round manner, sorry, this is seeing it as, okay, what I am bringing to your business is that you have to get to the next level. The playing mm -hmm. field before March this year changed, but now the, the playing field is no more. It's like completely different now. So what I'm bringing to your business is making sure that you can elevate to the point of how am I attracting my business? How am I using my content to speak to who I am and how I can help you? So that's it in a nutshell in terms of what it is I do for SMEs. Wow. I thought that was interesting, that statement about um, a little too corporate for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. How did that make you how did that make you feel when someone when when that person said that to you? Um, well, I'll be honest in saying in sales having an entrepreneur should have even though you may not have a, uh, a strong sales background i think that entrepreneurs 
And as you go into scaling your business, um, you should have a, a, a thick skin and a good sales background. And I must say that my sales background has really helped me to develop a, a thick skin because mm -hmm. there were times when people said flat out to your face, no, and I don't want you to, to call me back anymore. It's just no. You know, and I had to be able to say thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll be honest, because of the time I invested in pitching to that particular business, I was disappointed with the approach or the feedback. But then again, I said to myself, you know what? I should not see it as that because at the end of the day, his business would have a particular need or um, even though he said to me that the, the proposal in terms of what I'm proposing to do is awesome, he felt as if it was corporate. So I, I did a deep dive with that and mm. asked him, I want, you, I want you to tell me more about what it is you mean by, by that um, mm. because I want to know if there's something that is wrong here that mm. um, possibly the next time when I'm pitching to a similar business compared to yours that I don't make that yeah. same mistake. And he was actually, when he said, you know what, you're right, I should do this because there are times when I pitch to businesses and I don't get the business and I don't get feedback. And basically what he had said was that he felt that for his very um, youthful organization that he wanted more fun in, in his sales training. And mm. my, thing is, my thing is, I said, you know what, I understand that and it's not that it's not that sales training is going to change. Um, what what a guy, you know, what those those guys, probably the Brian Tracy of yesteryear was saying, mm -hmm. it doesn't change today. We just really probably tweak it or find new trends to really assist with our business. You know, like, mm -hmm. for example, social selling is, is the new thing. You know, how you're right. using LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, sorry, Facebook or Instagram to get sales um, versus what you were seeing, let's say, yesterday as it pertains to um, cold calling. You know, it's not that it's changed. It's just probably for the want of a better word, the, the formatting or, or the, the delivery mechanism, the method for doing so was tweaked a little bit. So I tell him I appreciate that um, because at the end of the day, I knew that I had a solid proposal that I spent a lot of time engaging with his team. And mm. in terms of, you know, him confirming that, but just he wanted a little more fun into it. So, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't take it um, too badly. Um, it just meant that always be aware of who you are pitching to. Um, who yeah. you're trying to onboard as your clients because sometimes um, it might be good to mirror in terms of, of you know how they having a conversation with you like I would always say in my past experience I would have a lot of the baby boomers being very comfortable calling me consistently on the phone where I mm -hmm. was someone who loved just reading an email <laughs> you know like send it mm -hmm. to me in an email so it took mm. me to, to that point, actually, and yeah. having an understanding of who really you're pitching to. As he said, the proposal and based on our conversation was head on, point on, but he just wanted his, his team to have a little more fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, so I think, you know, I, I will say something because you talked about going deep dive with him. He wanted his team to have more fun. I think sometimes when people say that's you're being too corporate what they're trying to say is that you're too structured it's too formal it's too square 
That's what they're right. trying to say. But I will say this. I I am someone who worked in a corporate environment for 10 years. And I and I will tell you, I'm not a corporate person. That's that's not me. I'm very much out of the box, blah, 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 blah. But I will say that those 10 years in the corporate world have been very helpful because I have an appreciation for systems and for tools and for certain uh, aspects of management, which is very important when you're trying to build something from scratch. And I think that if when you're building something, yes, you're entrepreneurial, you're you have all the ideas, you're you're definitely whatever out of the box means and all of that stuff. But you still need to have tools. You still need to have systems, especially if you want to scale. You need to have tools and systems in place. You need to have some kind of structure. So I wonder sometimes if people misunder misunderstand what it means to actually build something. Like you, like you uh, correctly said. If you don't know how to sell, you're probably not going to be good as an entrepreneur. Because as I said, I didn't let it uh, get under my skin too much. At first, I was disappointed. But then I realized at the end of the day, you said something so very important that if you're growing a business, if you want to elevate your business, um, especially when you are deciding to pivot and you're really talking to, to um, executives and that C-suite level, um, the way that your your staff speaks even to uh, on a call with an executive can make a difference with you getting a business, piece of business. Absolutely. All right? So at the end of the day, I said to myself, I sort of took back, took myself out of it and I said, okay, there are two learning lessons here. At the end of the day, you know what you're, you're giving is quite solid, but it also means um, probably be keyed in uh, to what this person is like, because if you walk around, let's say like a, a Steve Jobs in a t-shirt and a shorts, you know, is the expectation that the person who's coming to do your training is going to be in a t-shirt and a shorts too, you know, so it, it's a lot. And at the end of the day, also, mm. it, 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 it takes me back to, it takes me back to one thing that I always say to clients when they now start to engage with me, let's see if we are a good fit for each other. Right. Oh, yeah. I was going to say know? that. It's all about your target market. He was not your ideal customer. Exactly. And that's why we do, when you do your business model canvas, you look at your, your, your who's your profile, you know, who's your ideal user, who's your customer, who, what is your, you, where do they come from? What are they thinking about? And he mm -hmm. was just not that person. That is right. And that really goes back into the nugget that I was saying at some point in time that you need to really refine who you are speaking to who you exactly who you are helping what are those pain points and get clear on that because you yeah. don't want to be like me where you really learn the hard way and you spend a lot of time because i mean in terms of doing a diagnostic with a team in terms of doing a lot of phone calls and proposal writing that's a lot of time that when you monetize that that's a chunk of money there in terms of that you could have been be putting back into your business you know time is priceless so you're so yeah. right to say that. But moving along, so mm -hmm. what have you learned from, like, so far from this, this, I guess, from all of these experiences, like, in terms of your corporate, bringing your corporate experience to now your, your entrepreneurial game? What would you say that you've, you've learned the most? Or that you find that you can, because I know with me, there's quite a few things that I have brought over, but then there's a bunch of stuff that I've left behind as well. So I'm always mm -hmm. curious to, to find what in your transition, what have you brought over with you? What have you left behind? Oh, you've said it well, Joanne. Um, it meant, 
trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, it's meant for me unlearning a few things. It's meant um, transferring a few things. And yeah. it's also meant um, jumping off a deep end, for the want of a better word, because I've mm. said, I've said, sorry, as owning my own business, I've been, in terms of the next level creative, my creativity mm. has has so exponentially grown. But that's something that mm. I've always been like, let's say, in high school. So let's say at sixth form level here in Trinidad and Tobago, I've always felt that creatively, you know, I was always on that. But, you know, in leaving and getting into university life, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to monetize this? Forget that creative mm -hmm. life. But it's so interesting that I come full circle back to that. Um, constantly learning, owning your business, you need to constantly be learning. You know, mm. you need to keep your ears and your eyes to what are the trends. Um, yeah. That is so important. And especially now where the environment is so fluid, you must be very much adaptable. And mm. being able to constantly learn as well as being adaptable has always been my strengths. Um, thank God awesome. for that. Um, so in terms of... I still manage my career while in terms of my, my managerial sales role while opening this business. So when COVID-19 read its ugly head, um, basically my sales portfolio was in hospitality and tourism. You saw mm. everything go from, let's say, everything that all the deals that I've put into place, all the connects that I've made with group business, et cetera, come to zilch mm. In, mm. in three days. You know, that was, for me, my heart sunk a little bit. I was like, no way. I mean, what what is really... I knew it was coming, Joanne, but then to actually have it come and see what it did, I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. So then it meant for me, I was like, okay, Kimberly, you know, started talking to myself. I said I needed to book a session mm. with my mentor. And I was like, okay, you know, I need to pivot here. I need to shift. And, you know, she was like, okay, you, you're on your right course. This is what you need to get... Um, focus on and I just started putting that time back into the business that needed to really grow and then I was able to said you know what this was a year that I said I was going to be focused on doing a lot of workshops and a lot of one-to-one -one. and you know just out of the blue I realized that um, a lot of the persons that were coming to me in their businesses were a lot of service-based businesses hospitality businesses that really needed help. I mm. just had um, a webinar that I said that because it's close to my heart, being passionate about something really makes a difference, trust me. Because that, Absolutely. that passion is going to fuel into what you're going to monetize at the end of the day. And I just Very had this, this webinar, a free webinar, because I felt that, you know, a lot of the, the hospitality and service professionals were really down and out because it was the industry, industry sorry, that was most hard hit. And how could I mm. help? And, you know, I put together um, this proposal as how we can really do um, different strategies for your business as you move to reopen, what you should be focusing on. And, you know, a few of the SMEs reached out to me and said, you know what, this was really helpful. Why don't you create something specific for us and we are willing to pay and that just sort of 
get things rolling again for me when I thought oh my gosh you know everything is going to stop now for the business everything is going to stop in terms of my nine to five how can I figure out a way forward and that is what I would say you know in terms of being passionate about something mm. you know I would I would hear old boss say it to me and she would always say that once you put your passion into something don't worry about the money the money is going to come and that is so yeah. true the money is going to come. You just need to I agree constantly with that. be in the trenches. It's difficult, but you have to you have to be in the trenches. And as you said, Joanne, building, moving from micro to small to medium to large, it, it takes work, it takes systems, it takes automation, it takes the right people. So it's, it takes your life. It yeah. takes your life. No, yes. it's it's not a joke. It's not a joke. I mean, I spoke to someone recently who built uh, a multi-million dollar business from scratch, a mobile business back in the 90s. Um, it was out, off of, remember the days of calling cards? <laughs> remember we used to have calling cards? Yeah. Way back when. And then from there, we got into voice over internet protocol. So yes. he is someone that um, built a successful business in the transition from calling cards to 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 VoIP and, and to where we are now. And he said to me that... Um, he didn't like the person that he became when he was building this business and you know it's it it looks sexy and glamorous but it it takes a it takes a lot of work and a lot of time and it takes your life and sometimes it changes you and you become somebody that you don't like mm. wow yeah that's mm -hmm. the next level. i mean he is bus his business was wildly successful i mean he made a lot of money and now he's just you know he's doing a lot of different things but he made it clear that he doesn't think he's gonna he wants to get involved with something where he has to build from scratch like that again because he just wow. didn't like the it was nice at that time at that stage and it, it also depends on where you are in your life too agreed um being married now and having kids and he wants to spend more time with his family that's obviously a man that's gone through you know reflection and so on mm -hmm. everybody it's not like that for everyone but it's just something to to consider it's all right it takes I, your life it does I, and i think i did a, a video um about that where persons especially now getting into it you might think that entrepreneurship is very sexy and the reality there's not nothing all. nothing glamorous about it if Not you are coming into it for that, you're coming for the wrong reasons. And um, yeah. it takes it takes a Fun lot of grits. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. This is a good segue into the the topic that uh, we're gonna focus on, which is um how do you attract customers and build your sales as you begin to grow your business? So for someone like uh, this friend of mine that I spoke to. Uh, sales was a big part of, of of this mobile company that he built. Mm -hmm. uh, he targeted a lot of diaspora communities, you know, because the we you know we are the ones when we go abroad yes. we're calling home, right? Yes. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do we how do we do that when we're building these uh, startups? How do we attract customers and um, build build sale like build that sales pipeline? How do we do that? Teach us, please. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think your friend, um, he was smart in understanding who he was developing his product for. So let's begin there. You have mm. to have a clear understanding of this is my brand. So I know at Consulting Services by King and Associates Limited, what it is I do, we do as we grow is help SMEs grow their sales and become visible with their brand. And I know right. that for sure. 
So mm. therefore, I know at the end of the day who I'm supposed to be having a conversation with, right? Mm. It's supposed to be that person who owns a business at different stages. Ideally, mm. it's the same for you and your business now starting up. You need to get clear on what really is your service or product and what really is that trying to solve in terms of what problem is it solving for the gentleman mm. in terms of your case who was on your recent podcast he knew exactly that you know when we get over to the states or to europe or wherever we definitely needed to connect back home with our families you know i remember mm. going into an airport and having to look for a phone card just to make sure that my family back home knows that i'm safe and sound so he knew clearly mm. that okay the diaspora was a large part of the market that i would be catering to that's what you need mm. to do you need to fine tune exactly who you are what you're offering what pain point or what challenge that you're trying to solve here and really start the conversations i think the, the 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 recoil is having the conversation a lot mm. of um businesses when you start up is like mm, should i really be giving a call to x y and z about this product that i have give the call mm. it's nothing to lose you're only going to get better when you start doing the call <laughs> And I, yeah. know me, I know for me, it also meant really big, having it very disciplined. Uh, back in my corporate life, still in my corporate life, for want of a better word, but I would always have colleagues say to me like, oh my gosh, in terms of new business, you're head on. Because for me, I saw it as mm, not only a challenge, but a new adventure. Um, and mm. that's, you have to be able to envision it in your mind as something that is interesting or must have and, and so that you'll be able to want to do it. Um, so for example, I would always advise on, okay, blocking off one hour in your day to just focus on growing new business. Once you know exactly right. what your, your, your product or services is solving in terms of whatever need, you focus in on those specific businesses or persons or customers and you start those conversations. So you block off a completely hour in your day where you don't answer calls, you don't answer emails, and you just put everything on pause and focus. So this is this is business development essentially, right? Correct. Business development, yeah. reaching out, reaching out to those potential partners, customers all the stakeholders that you that you could potentially pitch your product to or work with to get your product in front of the right people, that kind of thing. Correct. And also, I mean, I see business development and sales um, clearly aligned with each other. And Absolutely. In, in, Absolutely. Terms, in terms of really growing your sales, it will mean taking a step further. And that's where the systems, those systems come into play. That's where I advise mm -hmm. Um, clients that especially now your data is like the new oil <laughs> you know mm. in Trinidad and Tobago yeah in Trinidad and Tobago data is everything especially exactly. when you're dealing with those people that want to see facts exactly exactly so data is your new oil and you need a system that is going to be able to help you manage your your 
um, pipeline or manage those clients that you're trying to connect with, whether it's an initial call to, to the point of sending a proposal or negotiating, you need to get that system in play because especially if you're a one woman or two man show or under five persons in your business, you need to be able to have certain things in place that are going to help you get razor sharp on who you should be having conversations with. So that is what I'm going to be clear on, as well as knowing exactly what your process is. My process as a consulting-based service is going to be different from your process as, let's say, your process, meaning the, the entrepreneur who might have a product, a manufacturer, you know? Mm. So get mm. clear on that, because once you get clear on that, too, it means that when you start to seek um, seek out different markets, you have an idea as you start to ramp up your efforts um, okay, so this is this is exactly what we're doing. We're going out to the field. We're having these conversations with these businesses who can buy into our product, and this is the next step. And this is what we do to contract. And this is how we contract. This is this is our policy on 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 um, contracting as it pertains to payment. All those things you need to get clear on, and those things come over time. But I'm saying, don't let it come. Um, for some of us in business, it has happened to me as well. Things rarely get clear as to when you're actually um, doing it, you know. Um, yeah. But I always say that if you have, let's say, a friend or a mentor, coach, etc., who has done it before, learn from that and start to implement in your business because it makes your life easier. So those are some um, definitely great tips as to how you can um, really look at um, attracting new business and growing your sales as well. And also, last but not least, it's really something that of late I've been really, really championing. Using the content mm. that you create on your platforms, for example, whether it be your podcasting, whether it be your LinkedIn post, your Facebook, your videos, blogs, blogs etc. All your content. Mm -hmm. All your content. Mm -hmm use that content to really start conversations with those clients that you want to consider your your ideal clients you know mm -hmm. use use that content and use it well i think we missed the buck on that um i think over the last four months based on you know how fluid the situation is we've seen that persons have been pushed more to um, online platforms and really consuming information on a whole different level. So we need to be mm. able to use that to also grow our sales and being very strategic there. Yeah, and you know, content can be used, content is obviously very strategic. So if you're using content to say monetize you can monetize content. That's one thing. You can use content to monetize your products. You, Like you said, you can use content as a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. You can use content to build community. Your community are then your early adopters. You can use your content to do so many different things. But I think it's also important to be very strategic about where you place your content. Mm -hmm. uh, your own website is always a good place. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I mean, because like if you're using like Facebook groups and like there's Facebook groups, there's Telegram groups, there's WhatsApp groups, there's if we're here in China, you're we, there's WeChat groups, uh, LinkedIn groups. These are all great, but I think you should always be pushing people to your own like platform firstly when it, when you have content. Do you absolutely. agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that because... When you have control over your own content is absolutely. More, more important. Yep. 
So yeah. especially with your website, because I think that's something in the Caribbean that we sort of woke up to, especially for SMEs over the last few months, that having mm. your own digital assets, especially a website, absolutely. is so absolutely. important. You drive yep. that traffic, everything that you create, even though social media is awesome for getting that, starting those conversations and, and getting your brand pushed out more to a wider audience um let everything really connect back to that website and um yeah. just don't have it as static so absolutely yes mm -hmm. and then there's some content depending on what platforms you place it on that won't actually help with your analytics like they won't actually help you to appear in more google searches they don't they don't do anything for you so it, it also it you have to be really careful about where about where you're posting this stuff and the platforms that you're using to do so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, because for some reason, um, Facebook shows up before my actual website when you mm -hmm. do an organic Google search. Mm -hmm. So Instagram you know, is another one that mm, I don't right. know about Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> but I love Instagram, to be honest, because Instagram though, is a science. Yeah, it is, you know, in terms of getting ahead of all these algorithms and et cetera. It's, yeah. It really is a science in itself. But for some reason, when... I do more campaigns and I really speak because I use all of my platforms. I really want to be seen as an authority as it pertains to my business in sales and brand development. And when I use that really to speak to new audiences, especially in a specific demographic, I see an instant uptake. So it's really interesting in the science behind all of these different um, platforms. But as you rightfully said, um, really drive your 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 uh, traffic back to that website and have persons consume that content and get to know get to know you build a, a know like and trust relationship with you through your content absolutely so Kimberly uh, at the end of each uh, conversation we always ask the guest what lessons have you learned from your entrepreneurial journey that you would like to share with us so that we can learn from you and and perhaps avoid some mistakes and 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 everything else that comes with learning lessons um i will definitely say three <laughs> a big lesson yeah. <laughs> mm. um i love how you list everything that's brilliant i love that yeah i, I think mm -hmm. that's in my mind i'm you're a lister um you're a lister I, I would say it would have to be um, get clear on your structure. That's important. Mm -hmm. Don't think starting a business is just about your passion because you will mm -hmm. wear yourself out and you will not mm -hmm. make any money. Um, mm -hmm. Right? Um, get comfortable with, with being uncomfortable um, because, mm -hmm. I mean, I love sales and marketing brand-related stuff and that's what I push. But I also need to learn finance. You know, mm. I had to I had to do an, an audit as it pertains to end of year. And I was campering looking for my receipts. I'm like, oh, this is not a good look. I, I don't like this because I, as you said, I'm a lister. So instead mm, mm. of instead of um, saying, OK, because this is what I'm passionate about, this is what I'm going to talk about. It means also yeah. have a handle on all the aspects of your business it doesn't mean that you have to do every aspect of it but you should have an idea of everything and then 
especially in your micro to small phase, be comfortable with outsourcing those things that are very key to your business. Um, yeah. So those are two things. And um, my final thing is just start, um, you know, just start, you know, for being in my corporate just life. Do it. Just do it. Just do it and contemplating if I should, when I should, whatever, just make the effort to start. Yep. And then once you start, things will start to fall it into place at some stage. Brilliant, Kimberly. So, Kimberly, where can we find you? Are you in socials? Yes. So, you can actually look up my website. It's www.kingandassociatestt.com, as well okay. as my social media handles for Instagram and Facebook is at King and Associates TNT. And also, I'm on LinkedIn as myself, Kimberly King. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's how we connected, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Kimberly. This has been a really insightful conversation. I, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. You definitely have a strategic mind. I hope people reach out to you and connect with you. Um, and I would love to have you on the podcast again. Maybe we can do a follow-up chat where we just talk about sales, like hardcore sales strategy. That would be yeah. really cool. Oh yeah. I haven't absolutely. had any I haven't had any conversations on that, but this was a great chat for people to get to know a little bit about you and now that you are in the community, people can uh see, we'll see you a little bit more because we've got plans. So, wonderful, wonderful. All right, rare ones. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and learning a little bit more about Kimberly and until next time, bye for now. Bye, take care. Hey there, Rare Ones. I hope you enjoyed listening into this week's conversation. The Rare Birds podcast is available for listen across all major platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, and several more. Please share our conversations with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can do so by opting in on our homepage of our website, www.rarebirdshq.com. The weekly newsletter provides analysis and data around the topics explored in our weekly conversations. Lastly, I would love your feedback and spend way too much time on Twitter. My handle is included in the notes section of each episode. Tweet me your thoughts, ideas, opinions, and feedback because I'm always looking for ways to improve my craft. If you absolutely love what you heard, then rate us on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week for more conversation. Bye for now.